<laughs> and welcome to the Pride of Detroit post-game show. Yes, we finally have something to giggle about, to laugh about, because the Lions have won. Not only do they win, but they banish the hated Green Bay Packers to the Shadow Realm, as Aaron Rodgers now must cope and mold and seethe over a disastrous game for him for three interceptions and some bright, bright stars in making those interceptions happen and those pass breakups happen for the Detroit Lions. This was a stressful game. This was an incredibly stressful game. I'm Chris Perfett, the adequate host. This is our snack leading up to the Pride of Detroit POD cast as we get our immediate thoughts out here. And we're coming to you after a 15-9 home victory for the Detroit Lions. The Lions finally get off the schneid, finally break their five-game losing streak and put the Packers on their own five-game losing streak. It was a very rough game in a lot of different ways. And honestly, my emotions swang in about eight different directions, including directions that you usually can't find in time and space. I went to multiple dimensions, non-Euclidean shapes, things of that nature. You start with the Lions turning it over on downs rather than kicking a field goal, which looks like it's going to bite them in the ass. And here we go, you know, with a with a, a, a good start, but then deciding on the Green Bay 7, which, like, that's fine. I, I, I don't mind that decision to go for it on fourth down there. But I understand people play Monday morning quarterback and say that this game wouldn't have been as stressful if the Lions had kicked the field goal. Whatever. The point, though, is that because of that, the Lions then turn around and what, what would you know? It's the first interception on the day from Aaron Rodgers, who played terribly, terribly in this game. He was really tied into Alan Lazard as his main target here, and he was just honed in a lot in this game. Uh, He got some out to Sammy Watkins, but I think Lazard, if I am not mistaken, led the day in targets. Yes, he led the day with 10 targets, so clearly Aaron Rodgers was dialed into him. The Lions, Lions apparently knew that because Kirby Joseph was the man who had himself the day. Young Kirby Joseph looks to be, with two amazing interceptions, looks to be the the safety the Lions hoped he would be early on. There's a lot more to go in his career, but when you make those kind of big plays early on, people, you get to say, you get to see good things about you. The Lions came into this game with only 18 pass breakups, and they put, I think, like nine, nine at least nine, maybe 10 pass breakups on the Packers in this game alone. That's pretty remarkable, especially in the wake of the week that the defensive backs had for the Lions, with Aubrey Pleasant being dismissed. And they stepped up in a big way. They stepped up in a really big way. Jerry Jacobs, I thought, also played fairly well. Uh, C.J. Moore had a big breakup at the end. We'll get to that as we walk through the game. And Jeff Okuda, I thought Jeff Okuda had a couple of rough plays, but he still nominally played very well. But this was a game that was in the balance for a very long time because we can never have two things great at once. The the Detroit Lions offense really struggled to get things going in this game. They really did. As the defense, I thought, put on a great performance. And the defense was asked to do that performance while standing on their head. The the Packers had 30, almost 35 minutes of possession in this game. Lions offense, they got the touchdowns where they needed to. And, you know, I just talked about how the defensive backs stood up. When, after Aubrey Pleasant being dismissed. Well, you had two different tight ends coming in after TJ Hawkinson got dealt at the trade deadline, and both Shane Zilstra 
and rookie James Mitchell go out and have themselves some touchdowns. That's great. That's fantastic. That's a great story. James Mitchell was saying that his family was up in Detroit for this game, so it's a great story for him. Uh, it, 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 it shines a great light on it, and a two-point conversion early in the game for Jamal Williams, who was the stud of the game. You know, they're still, they're still easing DeAndre Swift back in, but Jamal Williams is primed and ready to go against his former team. It wasn't all pretty for the offense. There was a lot of their the usual usual suspects coming to play. They took a lot of penalties. There was a lot of first and twenties. Uh, there was a lot of plays that the drives that would just go dead. When the Lions did get something working on offense, it was when they could settle down. It's when they could get the ground game going. When they could set up tempo and play action. And a lot of that came with on the ground. But the Lions offense is very different when it's not in tempo or it's not running off play action. That came back to bite them later. But the Packers continue to make those, those self-inflicted wounds, man. They continue to make those self-inflicted wounds. All in all, three interceptions on the day for, for Aaron Rodgers. Another one, two, to, as I said, to Kirby Joseph. One to Aiden Hutchinson. And just in general, just looking very bad in this game. Just, just really... This is the game I feel like for the Packers, and I know this is a Lions podcast. We'll talk about that, what it means for them. But as the Packers, our rivals now fall to three and six, the, the target is squarely on them. And the target's on Aaron Rodgers throwing three interceptions this game. Feel good that you that you as the Detroit Lions get to do that to your rival. Dan Campbell, after the game, also just exhausted, saying he needs to go home, kick up, and have a beer. This game bought a lot of time, I think, for the Lions, gave a lot of hope, and there's a good reason why, and we'll get to that in a second, but let's finish up the rest of that game. It got rough late. It got really rough late. I have not seen this. That sequence at the end took years off of my life. I have not had a sequence where... It's like, hey, the Lions scored a touchdown. They answered, they answered the, the single Green Bay touchdown on the day with a missed two-point conversion, with the Lions mar- marching down the field right after that, stealing five minutes of possession. That was their drive where they had that tempo I talked about. That was a drive with a lot of runs from Jamal Williams, and it seemed to work. You know, Packers answered with a field goal after that, and honestly, at that point, you've got the game on the line. All you really need to do is convert, and you've got it home. And unfortunately for the Lions, they put it in jeopardy with a fourth down decision to go for it, fourth and three. And it, I don't hate the decision. I, however, was executed very poorly. And I'm not going to bag too much on Jared Goff. I thought he played fine for this game. Not great, not terrible. But you need to kind of make those throws to, to uh, wrap those games up. Be big boy on that. Anyway... That somehow brings us to an even more bizarre drive at the end, right? Because Aaron Rodgers would get some big plays out there. I'm not going to talk about the officiating. You won't make me talk about the officiating at all. Very weird stuff with the play clock, though. And the uh, fumble that just squirted around near the end slipped and slide over the field. And to be honest, uh, got called with a touch out of bounds at the Detroit 17. Rough. Very rough, but look, Kirby Joseph had played phenomenally, had to leave the game. He had got some friendly fire from Jeff Okuda. Okuda himself had to leave the game. Give it up to guys like C.J. Moore coming in late and making uh, good good breakups to stop to stop uh, 
deep plays, stop stuff at the goal line. The the final play on on Detroit 17 falls short for Sammy Watkins. Ball game blouses. I think people, when they talk about this Lions season, the one thing they want to see from the Detroit Lions is progress. And I know it's easy to scoff at and say, oh, well, you're just throwing all the positives out here. They got the win. You're easy to blow around in the win. But look at how this game was won for the Detroit Lions. I think at the end of the day, you have a right to critique Jared Goff. You have a right to critique Alex Ian's alone. But if you want progress, look at the younger players who stepped on this game. I cannot stop talking about Kirby Joseph. This was the Kirby Joseph game. Lions have in him, if he continues to develop like this, a wonderful safety. And he showed flashes of that and made big plays. Big play Kirby sucking up the ball, throwing his way just like a Nintendo character. You had... Derek Barnes, who I thought played very well in this game. You had Aiden Hutchinson, who, like, look, the pass rush wasn't there all day, but Aiden Hutchinson comes away with an interception there and, and flashes flashes there. He's going to continue to develop. I'm leaving out someone. Who am I leaving out? Derek Barnes. Whatever. My point being that there's plenty of, there's plenty of good to go around when you're talking about progress from the younger players. Even Jerry Jacobs, I thought, played decently well. And when you and what's been the, the point of this season is to develop the youth of this team. And, every, and most of the youth players, I can say good things about there. <coughs> I can say good things about many of the young players, be it Lynn McNeil, Josh Pascal, any one of those. And that's what you want to see. Now, granted, the Lions, I think, beat up on a bad team. They got that over a bad team, and they did not do it uh, very clean. They did not do it well. It will probably come back at some point to bite them, but when you, you just have to win at the end of the day. There was a lot of mistakes by the team all the same. There was a lot of dumb penalties. There was a lot of weird stuff that happened. There were some mental mistakes, and you get burned by Aaron Rodgers. But usually in the past, you get burned by Aaron Rodgers, and it puts you entirely away. The Lions got put into, into a clutch situation, and their defense rose to the occasion. And that's not something you've been able to say about the Detroit Lions at all this year. The fact that, they, that the defense went out there and stood their head for 35 minutes should be applauded. You hope those can, those they can grow on those performances because this defense has been on the schneid for quite a while. And to be honest, after watching the Bears today on this Sunday as Justin Fields lights up but still loses to the Miami Dolphins, they're going to need it. They're going to need something like that if they want to continue this. But it feels good to beat a divisional opponent. It feels good to beat a five-game losing streak. And it feels good to get a win like that. I feel really good for Jamal Williams. He gets to hang this over his former team as well. Man, man ran angry today. We will continue this in the Pride of Detroit POD cast coming later for you, but this is our snack coming out here Sunday evenings. Get the full games, the full breakdowns. We can't get to everything. We have to make this one short. So this is your little snack to get you warmed up. We'll see you for POD cast then. As always, we'll see you star side.